Lesson this morning is learn to be wise in God. Amen. Learning to be wise in God. Two topics that we have is worldly wisdom and heavenly wisdom. Or should I say godly wisdom. Wisdom first is the quality of being wise. The quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment. It is the soundness of an action or decision we regard to be application of experience. Knowledge and sound judgment. They are different areas in life that causes us to become wise by experience. We receive most fleshly wisdom from our bumps, our bruises, come on somebody, our mistakes and pitfalls. You know, you get wise when you fall one time, try not to fall again. Amen. So, some learn to avoid them because of the pain that they experience from them. It only takes one time for you to mess with a dog when he eats. You won't make that mistake no more. So you wait till he get through eating before you try to interact with him. Even if he's your dog, he's still going to want to jam. But we need more than wisdom of our natural life. We need some godly wisdom. We need some wisdom to help us to build a steady relationship with God. It helps you to know what to say. It helps you to know when to say it. Huh? And when it and, and and when to participate or how to bow out of a situation. Spiritual wisdom is not just about knowing what's good for you, but applying the knowledge unto your everyday life. When you do that, it is it, it is when you become a wise person. The cunning and craftiness of the worldly wisdom generates strife. But the pure wisdom of God generates peace and good fruit. <coughs> so if what you're going through generates strife, then you are not using the wisdom of God. You're not using God's wisdom, but you're using your, your wisdom or your worldly natural nature wisdom. Come on, somebody. That didn't come from God, but it came from your flesh. There is a distinct difference between wisdom of the world and genuine wisdom from God. Amen. Now, if you look at Solomon, thank you, darling. 
when Solomon, when God asked Solomon, tell me what it is that you would have of me. Oh, Lord, have mercy. He couldn't have gave us that choice. Huh? Come on, somebody. We'd have had a three-story mansion with a... Huh? With a full Olympic swimming pool in the backyard. Come on now. And not to speak of the Rolls Royce sitting in the driveway. God gave you an open ticket like that. But Solomon used wisdom as being a king. He said, Lord, give me wisdom to be able to lead the, your people. And God said, hmm. Now, I gave him an open ticket, Jay. He could ask for anything he wanted. But he asked for wisdom. How often do we ask God for wisdom? If we ask God for wisdom more than we do, there's a lot of pitfalls that we would avoid. So Solomon told God, when, 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 when Solomon told God, give me wisdom to be able to lead these people, then God said, mm, I'm going to give you that. I'm going to grant you the wisdom to do just that. And I'm also going to grant you the thing that you didn't even ask for. So guess what? God, in God's infinite wisdom, he already knows in his heart what he wants to give you. Come on, somebody. But sometimes that we don't, we don't get in the vein of God and begin to ask God for so much fleshly stuff that God's hold back on our spiritual advancement. Come on, somebody. This man was looking for godly wisdom. Huh? Shoot. You're looking for a three-story mansion and a swimming pool. <laughs> Come on now. And half the time, we don't even know how to swim. But we just want it out there. Hey Amen. Ain't there something that sometimes we just want stuff just to have it so folks will know that we got it? Come on now. What kind of wisdom is that? That's the word of wisdom. It don't profit you nothing. So, so we look, God is looking to give us some genuine wisdom. Wisdom of the world produces a godless life and a life of carnality. It main focus is me, myself, and I. Oh, we walked in that wisdom a minute day, didn't we? If it wasn't about you, it wasn't about nothing. If it wasn't about you receiving you, it wasn't about nothing. Amen. Because it carries a self-centered attitude. This is what the world wisdom teaches you. To carry a self-centered attitude. It's all about you. Amen. Worldly wisdom has creeped into the church. 
It's in the church world and have people designed of positions, ranks, and titles. There is no place for this passionated struggle in the church. God knows what he want to give you. Come on now. Ain't no point, ain't no point you trying to take something from God that God ain't gave. Amen. It's going to be detrimental to your spirit. Come on now. Amen. It's bad when you say God and gave you something to do, but you ain't never doing it. They're saying, well, did God really give it to me to do? Or was it just something I picked up that I wanted to do? So guess what? Then you, in other words, you decide you're going to rob God. You're going to take what you want. Yeah, yeah, we, we've been there, you know. Uh, all them, especially them that had siblings. And brother, uh, Jane didn't get rose out of what she wants. She just took it. Huh? And I know she the one was doing the taking. Because Jane the one that was running to, to Miss Holly talking about Rosetta took my stuff. Come on now. So get what? You can't take nothing from God. You better wait on God patiently. You better let God give you what God wants you to have. Come on now. Solomon had patience. But Solomon waited on God to give him what he God wanted him to have. And God, guess what? Made Solomon a rich man. I'm going to give you all that you didn't ask for. Amen. Political posturing and pride and positioning are not the fruit of godly wisdom. But they are overflow from the world's fleshly system. We as saints should avoid this mindset fervently. You know, now the church is, it seems like now that, that the saints of God, now instead of running after God, they are mostly running after uh, advancement in businesses and advancement in this. And come on, somebody. We done, we done got away from the worshiping of God and being led by the Holy Ghost and, and finding out what God got on the table and finding out what God wants us to do to, to try to avoid us from making pit stops and kind of avoid us from having failures in our life because we don't follow the lead of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Your flesh tells you to do what you want to do. If you don't feel like doing it, don't do it. Oh, Lord, have mercy. How often have we been there? I ain't feeling it. <laughs> you going to church today, Sister Tyler? I ain't feeling it. What, is, what your feeling got to do with it? Come on now. You're supposed to be trying to make room for a set time to see God so that God can make you feel it. Amen. Amen. We don't get from God because guess what? Our own wisdom keeps us in the struggle and we don't do nothing to advance toward seeking God or going into God's presence to get some strength from the weakness that we're sitting in because guess what? We're still too involved in what we think. 
And we see this attitude displaying in the world and the church of this generation. It has creeped into the church. And it's hard for us to get true worshiping with God because we have allowed our own wisdom and our own fleshly spirit to uh, uh, permeate the, 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 in the church and it keeps us from coming into the presence of God because God won't step in come on somebody where flesh is in control and we need to understand that God don't come in where your flesh is dictating let's go to Proverbs chapter 16 Go ahead. somebody. 
instead of just going off on what you think. Come on, sister. The Lord hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of oh, evil. Oh, so God made everything, huh? He even made the devil for the day of evil. He even made him that he going to have to give an account of himself. So guess what? Wisdom ought to tell you that if the devil going to have to give an account of himself, guess what? I'm going to have to give an account of myself. God, because here, God, is, God has got this thing fixed. The Lord made all things for himself. Oh, Lord, have mercy. You mean to tell me that he made you for himself, but yet still you won't submit to him? What kind of danger we going to be in? If God made us for himself, but yet we won't commit to his ways, that he can establish our thoughts? Boy, if God could ever get us to think right. If God could ever get us to think like him, guess what? You would have power to call things. Come on now. You would have power to put the enemy on the run. You would have power to call out sickness and tell it to run. Come on, somebody. But we don't have that power because we won't allow God to establish our thoughts. And we can't do that because we won't submit our ways. Come on now. So, it ain't all about what God got to do. You got to do something. What was we at? Let's read it. Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though hand join in hand, he shall not be unpunished. Ooh, you got to get out of your arrogant way. Come on, somebody. It is an abomination to God. Somebody look up abomination and, and, and go give, give, give me a definition in, in depth of what abomination could be. Because, see, sometimes we read the word, but we don't research the understanding. Huh? I can't hear you, sir. Action that is wicked, mm -mm. vile, mm -mm. disgusting, there you go. and morally wrong. Wow. Let's deal with the thing that abomination that you are disgusting in the sight of God. Do you imagine how that you are disgusting in the sight of God by your own, by the wisdom that you use? You are exceedingly offensive to God Woo! by the wisdom that you use. My, my, my. Oh, y'all haven't heard that term. Y'all have used it before. You know, uh, when, when, when just short of disgust, somebody just disgust you. Ha, ha, ha. Can you imagine coming before a true and living God and he just said, your ways just disgust me. My, my, my. Woo! 
my presence. Wow, my Lord, because of our abomination, because of our arrogancy, huh? because of our proud look. My, my, my. Learn how to humble yourself before the Lord that he may exalt you in due time. Yes. Don't yes. exalt yourself. That's right. Come that's on, somebody. Right. Don't play church. Be the church. That's right. Um, let's read. Uh, skip over and grab verse 18 for me, please. Pride going before destruction. What you say? Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Pride will cause your house to come down. That's right. Did y'all hear that one? Pride goes before a destruction, and a haughty spirit before what? Before a fall. So watch out. Pride will bring you to a fall. And if it hang around too long, guess what? It will kill you. It's already killing you spiritually, but you ain't careful. It'll kill you graveyard dead as well. Come on now. So watch the spirit that you allow to get in your life and run rule over you. Uh-huh. Because the one thing about the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost gonna come and it's gonna lead you unto righteousness. Now, if what's in you is not leading you to righteousness but wrath, then you ought to be aware of the fact that that is the wisdom of the world and not the wisdom of God. That wisdom is coming from another spirit. Amen. Amen. So guess what? That's why you got to check out every spirit that comes your way to find out whether or not that spirit belongs to God. Amen. Because there's one thing for certain, God's spirit ain't going to bring evil to your mind. It's going to come and it's going to try to keep you away from evil thoughts. Proverbs, no, not Proverbs, I don't want to go there. Let's go to 1 Corinthians, chapter 1, verses 18. Verses 18. Through 31 if we get that far. Amen. Matter of fact, we'll back up to verse 17. Baby doll. Let's start with verse 17, baby doll. Christ sent me, sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not to wisdom, 
of words lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. Okay, but Christ did not hear Paul the said, The Lord did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Wait a minute. If Paul preached the gospel, you ought to hear the gospel and be willing to get baptized. The gospel comes before the baptism. If you don't hear the word of God, there will be no point in you being baptized. Come on, somebody. Because guess what? The gospel is going to come to bring you unto repentance, and your repentance is going to bring you to the water. Come on, somebody. It's got to be in that order. It's got to be the gospel first. Come on now. Paul said, I'm not coming here just to dump folks in the water. I'm coming here to preach the gospel. You got to be preached the gospel of salvation before anything else take place. Can y'all hear me? Well, for the preaching of the cross is to them preach foolishness but unto us which are saved is the power of God. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Come on, somebody. Somebody always said preaching has got to be done. Amen. The gospel has got to come forth in order for us to be saved. It's simple, but the world Wisdom makes it so hard. Amen. God brought a simple gospel. To them that believe it in Jesus Christ shall be saved. Now your believing in Jesus Christ will optionate you to do some things. It will cause you to do what the gospel said that you need to do to be saved. Come on somebody. So when you open yourself up. God began to grant you wisdom of understanding what the scriptures is saying to you. It begins to perforate your heart. Hello, somebody. Bringing you into the knowledge, the preaching of the gospel affects two types of people. Those that perish by the preaching of the cross foolishness and those that are saved by the preaching of the cross. But it's all about the preaching of the cross. The cross has got to be preached to them that don't believe as well as those that do believe. Because guess what? The, the preaching of the cross is going to cause some to go to hell and it's going to cause some to be saved. But they don't understand the fact that it's still going to be the preaching of the cross. Come on, somebody. It's going to be one message. And that's the cross. What Jesus did on the cross is the one message. Come on, somebody. Jane, can you just imagine that Noah had one message? It's going to rain. Huh? Come on, somebody. And the wisdom of the world did not receive that it was going to rain. Man, you foolish. Building a boat on dry ground? Yeah, but it's going to rain. Come on, somebody. Can you imagine? Man, you foolish. Building a boat on that. Let's go to the club. This man is crazy. Let's go to the club. This man is crazy. Man, they got 
crazy. That man they're talking about it's going to rain. And he's been in a boat on dry ground. No river, nothing, nowhere. Come on, somebody. God don't work by what you see. God worked by what he said. Come on, somebody. Oh, and it rained, too. It rained. It rained 40 days and 40 nights. Downpour. Huh? To everything got the sinking and the boat got the rising. And, and Noah said, I told you. It was going to rain. So watch how you discard the word of God. Amen. The word of God is true. The word of God is facts. And the word of God is amen. Amen. Where were we at? For this ring, I will destroy the wisdom. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring that down to nothing and the understanding of the fruit. Wait a minute. For it is written. Good God Almighty. You got a word. You got to make sure that you understand that it's talking about the word of God, which is written. Yeah. Huh? I will baffle and render useless and destroy the learning and the philosophy of philosophers. Good God Almighty. So watch how you be trailing in behind because they think they got knowledge and wisdom. Huh? And don't have the knowledge and wisdom that God is talking about. Don't have it that's coming from glory. Come on now. He said, in their cleverness and in their discernment, he said, I will destroy them. Wow, you heard the old saying, uh, when the blind is leading the blind, they both fall in a ditch. Now you be saying, well, they just told me wrong. Well, you ate it. Huh? So they fell under the wrath of God, and all those that ate fell under the wrath of God also. Come on, somebody. God can't bless you for following something wrong. Come on now. We be looking for the blessings of God, but then we don't want to be led by God. Amen. Because Jane got a degree, you're going to follow Jane. Jane's degree can take him to hell, too. Come on now. He can be smart as a whip. Come on now. But because of his much learning don't mean that he's going to glory. And here is the problem here. We think because of folks much learning that they're going to glory when they're not following the Holy Ghost. And nothing and nobody is smarter than the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Holy Ghost is the only one that is left to teach you how to get there. Man, wisdom cannot teach you how to get the glory. Come on, somebody. Woo, they sure know how to speak. Yeah. Gonna be a lot of good speakers in hell, too. <laughs> They're gonna 
gonna be reciting some big words down in Lamont, trying to get out. Come on, somebody. For it is written, it is established, it is settled. God's word is settled. Huh? It is established, and the only way that we can make it out of here is to go by the established word of God. It's settled in heaven. It cannot be changed on earth. Wow. So, he said, I'm going to render to man wisdom to be useless. So don't you get so smart that you're smarter than God. And so clever that you think you can figure God out. Can't nobody figure God out. Come on, somebody. You cannot figure out the move of God. You're going to be very unwise and foolish. You got to let God know, God, I need your lead. Come on, somebody. God, I need you to tell me what to do. Come on, somebody. If it were left up to you, then you wouldn't need a savior. she was saying 
she was placing it on God, but the only thing that she had to talk about was family issues. God don't get into people's family issues. Come on, somebody. If you're being led by the Spirit of God, God ain't got you running down members of your family. God don't do stuff like that. God sticks to the word of God. Come on, somebody. And the Holy Ghost ought to tell you to shut up if the Holy Ghost is working. You get off track, the Holy Ghost is to tell you, shut your mouth. You're talking too much. That's too much information. So that lets me know that you actually was operating in your own spirit. Watch it. The 20th verse says, Where? Oh, 21st verse. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It's pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them. That Wait a minute. That after the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God? Haven't you not realized of all the educated and smart folks in this world that over half of them don't know a thing about God? Just know G-O-D about him and that's it? Half of them that's so smart in this world that guess what? That's in control of things in this world do not really honor Jesus Christ, but they know God. Because of their own wisdom and knowledge. You know, sometimes you can get so educated without God that you become an educated fool. Come on, somebody. And God kept this thing so simple. Amen. He said that that a wisdom, the world by wisdom, knew not God. They had no idea of how to serve God. They had no idea how to approach God. They had no idea how to go on a search for God. Because guess what? They were walking in their own wisdom. But God said, but it pleased God. Oh, you got to look at the thing that pleased God. Huh? He said, it pleased God by foolishness of preaching. Good God Almighty. Saints, don't never get too tired that you don't want to hear the preached word of God. Huh? It's the preaching that's going to get you there. It's the preaching that's going to save you. It's the preaching that's going to cause you to cut some stuff off and cut some folks loose and start pleading. Because, see, you got to remember now, he said, pleasing God. Huh? By the preaching of the, uh, 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 of the cross was by pleasing God. Huh? Preaching, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching. Not that preaching is foolish, but to those that are walking in their own wisdom, it was foolish to them. But it said, but uh, but 
It was foolish to them, but it was for the saving of them that believe. Wow. There is a distinct difference between the wisdom of man and the wisdom of God. Because man cannot understand the wisdom of God. Huh? Know why? Because it's an inside job. The wisdom of God only comes by the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. The letter kill it, but it's the spirit that makes it alive. So guess what? You can only know God by his spirit. Amen. Come on, somebody. When the first verse says. 22nd verse says. Uh, I mean 27. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. 23rd. But, but, <clears throat> but we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews, a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. So we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews, a stumbling block. Why? Because they crucified. Come on now. We preach Christ, the Messiah, crucified to the Jews as scandalous. <laughs> That's just scandalous. Huh? They talking about they crucified the Messiah. They talking about they crucified the God. That he was just a man. That's just scandalous. They still want to rest their case on that Jesus was just a man. Amen. And they've been stumbling behind it. All this time. To the point. To the point that they got scattered. God scattered them. Because of their thoughts. God scattered them. Because of their wisdom. And they thought that they had religious wisdom. But they didn't know God. They knew the letter. But they didn't know God. Come on somebody. They put more emphasis, they put more emphasis on the law of Moses and did not recognize Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. And everything that Moses talked about, he told them that you talking about Moses. Moses spoke about me. Amen. Amen. What Moses wrote about, he wrote of me. And they probably were saying. Oh, this man is going crazy now. Look how long it was since Moses wrote. The words of the law that Moses wrote. This man is talking about they wrote about him. That should have told, that should have woke up their thinking right then. Come on, somebody. That should have told them something right then. Said, no, at least they should have said, let me research this thing. Because this man is talking some wisdom that I don't understand. So let me research this thing. Let me call God and try to find out what's really going on. Amen. Stop going about what you think and try to get hold to God and try to find out what's really going on. Amen. So it was a stumbling block to them and unto the Greek it was foolishness. To us it was foolishness. Huh? Gentiles didn't want to be saved. It was foolishness. We were caught up in our own tradition. It was foolishness. Amen. 
to God had to shine some light to the Gentile nation. Huh? Thank God for shining some light to Cornelius. Huh? Thank God for showing Cornelius there is a way. Huh? Come on, somebody. There is a way. Come on, somebody. So, the preaching of the cross confound the wise. Brought to not man's wisdom. Huh? That God could supersede in our life. There's so much that a saint of God can get from God that we don't even go after. Huh? Come on, somebody. And, and, and guess what? And you gotta, and you gotta have wisdom to know what to go after God for. Remember what the pastor was saying this morning? That we don't even know how to access God in our prayer. We don't know how to ask God, let your will be done, which was in heaven, let it be done on earth, huh? Let it be done in me. Come on, somebody. Amen. Come on now. I have to go back to that phrase, Lord, let that let that three-story house fall from glory. That big Olympic swimming pool be in the backyard. Come on, somebody. We ain't entering in nothing spiritual. We just, want that. we just want God to deliver us some stuff. You need God to, to you need God to send you down some spiritual knowledge, spiritual wisdom, spiritual understanding that'll take you to glory. Come on, somebody. Well, as time is passing, we're gonna drop down to heavenly wisdom. This type of wisdom focuses on positive attitude and actions of godly wisdom. Toward God. A wise man will look toward Jesus Christ. Amen. He would imitate Jesus Christ and remain unspotted from the world. Personal wisdom not only refers to be peaceable, but he also tries to spread peace among his associates. We ought to be trying, the wisdom of God to tell us to spread peace among each other. Huh? We're supposed to be at peace with one another. Come on now. If we're not, we're not operating in the wisdom of God. We've gone back to our own old wisdom. While Christians should live a separate holy life, he also should endeavor to live a peaceable life with others. Living in harmony with our associates is just as much a part of biblical as our outward standard of dress and lifestyle. Amen. All of the aspects of the wisdom from above results in the righteousness. We should be what? Peacemakers. Sowing unto righteousness. Amen. 
When the peace of God, let the peace of God rule in our hearts. All of these aspects of wisdom flourish and grow freely as a Christian should continue in them. Come on, somebody. If you would, let us <coughs> go to, oh yeah, let's go to James chapter 3. James 3, two verses there, 17 and verse 18. And Gina, read those two verses for me, please. Oh, it worked both ways. Yeah, 
told somebody. Jane, the word of God comes to make you, to, to, to help you to make peace with God. Because if we don't make peace with God, we ain't going nowhere. Come on now. We, we as in the flesh, we can hee haw all day long. And we can be buddy-buddy all day long. But unless it calls us to make peace with God, uh-uh, we ain't going nowhere. The he and the how is going to be left behind. Come on now. So, uh, when we look at this wisdom that comes from above, we're supposed to be sowing seeds of peace, raising a harvest of righteousness. Come on now. Uh, you, 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 you garden growers, flower tours, Seed spreaders, guess what? Whatever you do in words or deeds ought to be done unto the Lord Jesus. Yeah. Come on, somebody. So whatever we sow ought to be sold unto the kingdom. Yeah. We're looking for a harvest. Yeah. Huh? We're looking for the harvest of the righteous seed of God. Yeah. And unless we sow righteousness, guess what? It's the only way that we're going to get a harvest for the kingdom of God. Come on, somebody. So we got to watch what we sow. Hello, somebody. We got to watch. Jane, we, 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 we got to be inspectors of what we put in the ground. You put weed in the ground, guess what? You're going to get some carrots. Huh? And then when it comes down to harvest time, and when you get to shaking for the, for, for the wheat, guess what? The wheat gonna fall, but the tear ain't. Uh-oh. So God gonna gather what? The wheat. Come on now. So guess what? You gotta watch what you sow. You gotta sow unto righteousness. And the only way you can do that is with the wisdom of God. Let's go to Matthew chapter 7. Seven and verses twenty four. Uh, get get uh, get Antina that microphone. I need her do some more reading for me. Amen. Read that 24th verse, Angina, please. Therefore, whatsoever, whosoever heareth these saying of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Okay. Therefore, whosoever hear it, and then when you hear it, you got to do it. Did y'all hear that one? It ain't doing no good to come to Bible class, Sunday school, morning worship, to hear the word of God, and then you let it drop to the ground. 
you got to apply it to your life. You got to apply it to your walk before God. Because God wants to know what you're going to do with what you heard. Well, 